This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, Ty Butler in for Larry and Gordon going until midnight. Let's talk to Jordan Renan, shall we? Jordan covers the Giants. You know the deal. Hey, Jordan, I got a quick update for you. Football music, man. There we go. Does this, like, ever blast in your headphones as you're, like, driving to or, I guess, walking to the facility? Are you ever bumping this in the car on your way to training camp? No, definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) I don't think you understand what training camp is like. After, like, the first few days, you're stuck in Groundhog's Day. You're, like, literally watching the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> well, Jordan, before we maybe get day, to the Maybe Giants, day one. Maybe day one. I got a quick update for you before we get to the Giants. So okay. the last time I talked to you, you, you took exception to me agreeing with Chris Carlin on the whole you know, take about naps, you know, how they're actually, oh, yeah, like, yeah, less yeah. beneficial than you'd imagine. So Saturday I'm in a position where I need to take the nap. Took the nap. Okay. Got an update for you. I I feel stronger about the take now than I did pre-Saturday. It it is, it is terrible like when you backwards. It it's ter it's terrible. I could I had anxiety. I couldn't really sleep. I felt like I got hit by a bus. The nap is never a good thing. It, it doesn't. It it never solves the problem. It feels like you're you're going backwards. It's like those char- those iPhone chargers that are, that are broken. That you, your phone is actually losing battery being plugged into it. That's how I feel. I don't feel that way. My body doesn't feel that. I'll tell you, I got I I, 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 I did radio until one a.m. the other day. That's what it was. And then I had to wake up early with my little guy. So I literally slept like three hours. I played golf. I had a couple drinks. I came home. I napped. For three hours, and my wife had to wake me because she's like, "You're never <laughs> going to sleep at night if you keep sleeping." I felt so much better; it was amazing. <laughs> but that's not a nap; that's sleeping. I, I like the the sleep. That sleeping is three hours. No, that was that was a, that was a no. That was a long nap. <laughs> Where's wait, what's, right, the limit? what's the limit on that? I, I think that the line of demarcation has to be like one and a half hours. Like, you can't say, oh, I took a nap for four hours. It's anything in the middle of the day, nap. That's sleeping. Some people sleep three hours. Unless you're on, like, a backwards, unless you're on, like, the backwards schedule, like, you know, Rothenberg maybe, like, goes, or DPS, or, like, goes and takes sleep for, like, five hours in the afternoon because they didn't sleep at all. Yeah. So, speaking of, speaking of, speaking speaking of Dave, quick, I want to start with this before we get into, like, the, uh, you know, the intricacies of training camp. Okay. So I keep hearing this this idea that, you know, the Giants could take a step back this season. And I I can't quite mm-hmm. understand it because uh, all I hear is how great Shane is, how great Dable is. He was the coach of the year. You just paid your quarterback like he's a, an upper echelon, quarter, uh, upper echelon quarterback. You know, your defense was great last year. I get the Saquon issue is a bit of a distraction right now. But this was even before Saquon, you know, had his contract situation. Why, why are we yeah, accepting no, that the Giants it. could take a step back, even though it's not like they're in the AFC where, you know, it's loaded. You could make a case for, like, six or seven teams. It's three teams you feel great about, then there's a bunch of question marks. Why, no, I why should it. I just accept that the Giants are going to take a step back? Because they had six-win talent last year. They over, their talent overexceeded the number in part because they won all these close games. 
you know, they ever they had a lot of bounces going in their favor. They had a super easy schedule. Now, right, they're probably eight, nine win talent with a tough schedule. So now to expect them to win ten or eleven games because that's the only thing that'll be that would go off, right? You already went nine, seven, and one to win ten, eleven, twelve games. First of all, I don't think they have ten, eleven, twelve talent still. Uh, I think they realize that. That's why you see Saquon. You know, they weren't didn't they weren't like we have to sign Saquon at all costs because we're that close to being a higher upper echelon team. No, they understood this is a process that they're still not there yet. And in addition to that, their schedule was super hard. So if they win eight or nine games, I think that's pretty much right on schedule for them. And there's a very distinct possibility they could end up with you know seven, eight, nine wins. I think that's probably their most likely range. You know where their over-under is, Ty? Uh, what is it like? Yes, I, th- I thought I saw it was like seven and a half, eight and a half. Their over-under is seven and a half. Yeah. I... So like eight, <laughs> it's, wins, it's eight wins is hitting the over. Like So the expectations are not that huge, especially outside of like diehard Giants fans and outside of New York. The expectations are not huge for this team. You know, ironically, last year it was also seven and a half the over-under. Vegas knows. And they knew they had an easy schedule, though. That was a known thing last year. This year, they know they have a tough schedule. People think they have a better team, which I think they do. Improved roster, but it doesn't necessarily equate to more. If you have a better roster, but are playing, you know, eight or ten of the toughest teams, I'm just making up a hypothetical. You know, you're, it's going to be hard to win a lot of games. You have a worse roster, but you're playing the six worst teams. They played the AFC South last year. The AFC South stunk. Now they play the AFC North. Think about that for a second. That's a big difference. They swept the yeah, AFC but... South last year. You think they're, think they're sweeping the AFC East? <laughs> no, they might but get swept I, by I, the AFC East. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I hope so because that would mean that the Jets were one of those wins. All right, so let's go. Let's <laughs> go with uh, what you've been ta- what, what you have been talking about nonstop for weeks. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Any update on that? Hey, he's not going to show up, you know, once training camp opens. But uh, are we really getting to the point where he could act? He could sacrifice an entire season, couple of games. Where are we? Like how 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 close are we to actually getting an answer on that? Well we're at the point of the progression here where he's scrubbing his social media of the word giants, right? Okay. Oh man. Not that it's that's real. anything these days. That's like that's <laughs> like when you're when you're pissed when you're pissed at your girlfriend or something, you take all the pictures down or something <laughs> like that. Like that's the, oh, the I think it just shows you of how he feels about the whole situation. He's ticked at the organization, right? And that they didn't want to, in his mind, pay him what he was worth and commit to him long-term to what he felt was his value. So uh, now it's a matter of, okay, what's next? What's the next move? I think the priority, everything is sort of heading in this direction. The priority right now for him is how do I get to free agency as quickly as possible? Which means how do I get to next year? have them not use the next fran- the, the franchise tag again, right? Because think about it for a sec, Ty. He could do anything he wants. He cannot get re-signed now. That is not an option. Mm-hmm. So the next best time, the only time when he could get paid is after the season, right? The Giants already put their foot down and said, this is what we think you're worth. They're not going to change that all of a sudden. Even, even if he has a big year, Another big year, he's a year older with more wear and tear on his body, which is yeah. at a point an exec from another team is actually telling me, he's like, yeah, he's kind of screwed because if he has another heavy workload, 
and he, he has that same year, his value is not even going to go up. It's going to go down because he's older and, and put more miles on his body. So the quickest way for him to get paid, and the only way in his mind I think that he can really get paid, is to hit free agency. So how does he get there? Give the Giants hell and get them to basically promise not to tag him next year. Hmm. I guess it's smart. <laughs> I guess it's smart because I, I would be concerned about uh, how does that play in the locker room, but as you and so many others have pointed out, these guys understand it, it's a business and, you know, you got to get paid. So I saw I saw Josh Jacobs, he, you know, he flew out of Vegas, so who knows when he's going to return to their facility. <laughs> what is your – like, how, how do you envision this – envision this being fixed like I've, I've seen people say well maybe you allow running backs to become free agents sooner or you or you put a designation on the tag where it's not allowed to be used on running backs what's like a possible solution for this in your eyes how about one of them wins okay they want to fix it that's the easiest way if, you, if, this, if this position is so valuable right and so integral to winning they need somebody to win. Name the top running backs. How about that summit they had, that running back summit? Think, let's think yep. for a second. Saquon, McCaffrey, I believe it was Chubb, Jacobs. Eckler, uh, right? Eckler, and I, maybe I'm missing one more. Ty, how many Super Bowls have these guys been to? <laughs> well, yeah. Zero. <laughs> none. none. I mean, Derek Henry was the other guy, actually. Just came to my mind. Yeah. Zero. How many have they won? Zero. None. You want to convince teams, you want to convince general managers that you can build a roster with a running back that's getting paid, right, and that, and you could still win, well, then one of them has to do it, okay? That's the best way for these guys to get paid moving forward. They need Christian McCaffrey because he's probably the only guy with a real chance. That's the thing. Look, we just, I just named all those guys. The only one with a real chance this year to really win anything is Christian McCaffrey. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to win when your roster's constructed that way. That's what it's proven to be. And, and so, look, they can maybe alter the rules. If you play X number of snaps at running back, you know, your first couple of years, maybe you could become a free agent earlier. You know, but then that time. doesn't that just – Yeah, teams are just Then you'd be less likely to want to draft you. a running back. Yeah. What's that? I said teams would just not use you. Like you, you know what the number is, and they'll just decide they don't don't use him that 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 number of times. Well, I'm just saying the number could be like if 80 percent of your snaps are played in like a running back backfield position, something like that, where mm-hmm. that just basically you justifies your position because otherwise you'll have running backs who carry the ball 50 times, wanting to be. I mean, wide receivers wanting to declare themselves a running back so they hit free agency early. Well, I heard Dominique Foxworthy, there's something called uh, performance-based pay. Yeah. Maybe, like, running backs could be included in that. There's, like, a big pot where guys get paid extra money at the end of the year. Usually it's rookies and guys that were drafted late who basically uh, over-exceeded expectations. So maybe they can include running backs and something like that. But really, look, they're not the only – position to ever go through this. I mean, fullbacks don't even exist anymore. They basically eliminated the position, right? Tight ends didn't get paid for a long time. Safeties didn't get paid for a long time. When teams can prove that it's a valuable position, when players can prove it's a valuable position and it's good for roster construction to have a good player at that position and you could pay them all and, and then therefore you could justify paying them, then that's when that will be rectified. 
Jordan Renan's on the show. All right, Jordan, what expectations for Daniel Jones this year? He just got paid, as I said, like one of the upper echelon quarterbacks. I, I can't get to the end of the season and say, well, 22 combined touchdowns between throwing and, and running. I, we need more from him going forward. What are your expectations? Yeah, I do think that in order to satisfy everybody, because if you just go watch the games last year on merit, it don't count numbers. He played really well. If he played that well again, I think he'd be happy. But I do think at the same time when your weapons are better now, and they are, the receivers still aren't great, but they added Waller. He's their number one receiver. He's a tight end. But they're even like Paris Campbell, uh, Jalen Hyatt, uh, you know, Jamison Crowder. Justin, these are like at least NFL players. Like last year they, they started, I think I saw they, I looked up, they had, once David, if David still doesn't make the team, it'll be like five or six guys that started games at wide receiver last year that are no longer even on their roster. You know, so <laughs> it, 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 you know, and some of them don't even, aren't even on rosters. Uh, so it's a total overhaul. But yeah, I think probably needs to do like a good 25 touchdowns. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking passing, and then you throw in another four, five, six, seven, seven would be a big number rushing touchdowns uh, to kind of make everybody, you know, to win over the remaining doubters. So I do think it's important for him to put up stats in addition to playing well. But if he's a top six guy in QBR, it means he played really well like he did last year. He played really well down the stretch of game, which I think has kind of been lost and underrated here. Uh, people kind of have forgotten. They get giving all Saquon the, Saquon the credit. Well, if you think about it and you want to go back and watch the game, I think he was second in the league to Kirk Cousins and come from behind victories in the fourth quarter. And that doesn't happen by running the ball the whole fourth quarter because you're obviously mm -hmm. losing. So he made some really big plays pretty consistently. Uh, just do that again. You know, I think the touchdown passes actually will come. I think it was an inordinate amount of times where Saquon or the running game, the Giants were at the top of the league in rushing touchdowns because, you know, they were inside the five, six, seven yards yard line and end up just running it in a lot. I think sometimes that's just sort of the way it works out. But, uh, yeah, anything with like 25 touchdowns, I think, any plays at a high level, I think then you'll be able to sort of eliminate any of the questions that remain about him. Would you? What would well, you think if I told you he went 25 and I'll even say 10 and added another five rushing touchdowns? Oh, that's I mean that's good. It's a it's a leap. I I just think that uh, so you're you you said that if he produces the way that he did last year, eliminate the numbers. Just watching him, sure you would take that. But at some point, it means you have a ceiling. Like that, if that if that's his ceiling, then Ty, this he threw twenty four touchdowns as a rookie though. Like if it's just yeah. touchdown, but he threw twenty four touchdown passes as a rookie. No, it's not, not just like, touchdowns. And, and by the, no, by the I'm way, not talking about started, just counting numbers. I only started 14 games. No, yeah, I get. I'm not, and I'm not just saying county numbers. I gotta watch this guy and feel like I see growth. I see the potential for him to morph into a quarterback that can be a mainstay here, because that's the that's the goal, yeah, right? You're I, building up. You're building this just by, just by having better players around him. I think that could happen. You know what I mean? Like if he plays the same as he did last year with better players around him, I think you'll see him play in the top that's ten fair. level last year. That's fair. When, I do. When, I mean, so the, Q, Q so the Jets, QBR. That's QBR. I like QBR. I think that's one of my favorite stats. I think it, it, it takes into account a lot of different things. It's not perfect, but 
think it's one of the better quarterbacks there. So I got a question for you, Jordan, before we get you out of here. So the Jets and Giants play this year. I just had Rich Semini on giving us like the, the Jets side of things. You guys both mm-hmm. obviously work for ESPN covering their respective teams. Is there like a bragging rights part of this you know, when the Jets and Giants play each other, like if the Giants win, do you like stick your tongue out at Rich Zimini, the team that I cover <laughs> won? Like this like so how does that work? Definitely not. It's more like <laughs> the team that's at least good, you're like, All right, you know, good luck, uh, have have fun covering some playoff games, the other one it's like, Well, <laughs> have fun have fun covering some drama and some crappy football for the rest of the year. <laughs> you know, that, 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 it's, it's more like it's more like that. You know, because, you know, more wins generally means more TV time, more exposure, better, mm-hmm. you know, access for, for jobs. So that, that's kind of – I think I think if your team wins, it's probably better for you professionally. I feel Cause the, Jordan. the car accident only lasts for like – you only watch the yeah. car accident for like 20 seconds and then you're done and you're ready to move on. <laughs> Jordan, really appreciate you joining the show, man. Look forward to talking to you throughout the season. Uh, enjoy training, you got buddy. It. I will. I okay. will. You got to get you out there one day, Ty. Come on. I know. I I'm, know I'm, you're Mr. Jet, but come on. You got to check I'm out down. the signs. I'm down. Listen. I've I, I, I been. I've been working the legs out, so I, I can play Saquon in practice if they need me. Let them know. <laughs> See, who is that guy out there? He looks kind of slow. <laughs> I see you've been lifting. You've been working out, yeah. but I don't know if you have. I don't. I don't know about that four, 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 five speed. I don't know. I don't know, man. Give me the franchise tag. I won't complain about the ten point one M's. I'll take it. <laughs> you won't. You won't hear any complaints out of me. Five hundred sixty thousand. I'll take the one game. One game. Yeah. That's all I need. Just, just don't use me a lot. Don't, don't use me a lot. Can I be a decoy? Can you know? Can, can we? Can we not have me actually going up against D linemen? I don't want to do that. <laughs> Well, is this, isn't there is that thing that's out there online of like, like can you do this as like can you run you know ten rushes and gain ten total yards as an NFL running back or uh, stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, I, it's like if if you got let's just say you were on the court with Prime MJ, do you think you can score like two points against Prime MJ? And no. people on you Twitter are like, yeah, I can. Zero. I can. Yeah, there are people on Twitter that's like, yeah, I can do it. You give me like a, a half hour, I could do it. It's crazy. You think you'd be able to score on him? No, absolutely not. Scoring on absolutely the second greatest not. player in NBA history. I don't know how tall no. you. I don't know how tall you are, but that's he. He's six six. So I'm five eleven. I'm seven inches. Just to start. Yeah, I'm five. And he's a I'm, superior athlete. Forget it. I'm five. I'm five eleven. So I mean, that's a, that's a challenge in itself. And him being the second greatest yeah. player ever, it's it's hard. So. What, what yeah, maybe if you just Jordan. threw the ball backwards and got lucky once, something like that. <laughs> Appreciate you on the show, man. Uh, I'll, I'll talk yeah, to you soon, man. buddy. 800-919-3776. We're going until midnight. We'll get back to your calls, do some uh, football, touch on the Jets, and get back to the Yankees and Mets as well as we roll along. Ty Butler filling in for Larry and Gordon right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Sound effect for, like, clapping that we can fire up. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Do we have, like, a clapping sound sound effect? Or, like, you know, you want to give praise to somebody? 
adulation, like a clapping noise, something like that. Anything. Just to give reverence. Because I feel like that right now is is warranted. If, if, if possible. If not, it's cool. But I, I, I wanted to show some love uh, to, to someone. Because it, it, it's... It's been on my mind for the last 90 minutes. For the last 90 minutes. Joe Leo, I wanted to give him some praise because he actually stayed for an entire shift. Saturday, he just left mid-show. Mid-show, Joe just bounced. He had some birthday dinner that he had to go to. That was more important than hanging out hanging out with me on, on the show. And you know what, Ty? I would do it again. <laughs> but I, I give you credit. Because you mentioned to me right before we got on the air that you listened to 90 minutes of it. So at least you were uh, faithful in that regard when we were destroying you. Yeah, you said you would back at all. You said you before as I was leaving that you would uh, you would let me hear it. And you did. And it was, you know, warranted. And it was hilarious. And I enjoyed it. It's deserved. You got to show up to work and work the whole shift. Like, you can't just... Uh, uh, could you imagine I just bounced after after this break? I'm like, you know what, guys? Y'all got the rest of the show. I'm out. Play some music. Play some music for the next 30 minutes. Music and commercials. We, we'd pay some bills, that's for sure. You think that's acceptable, though? Like, the bosses would look on that and say, yeah, you know, that that's the right thing to do? Oh, no. I think uh, both of us would be getting a call from uh, one John Withrop about uh, yeah, so. the situation that happened. All right, so let's hit a break. You may or may not hear from me when we get back. I might just decide, you know what, taking the rest of the show off right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Today, I don't know when the show was, but he was on Paul George's podcast, and, you know, he's, he's a likable guy. The Nets have a, a really solid player in him. Uh, he is someone who can project to become an all-star, plays both sides, or both ends, I should say, and he's a really good basketball player. Uh, the Nets need a lot more talent, and he can't be the best player on the team. But you know, him coming here, he's ingratiated himself with that fan base. Uh, he he is really likable. Uh, but I did hear him talking about, you know, continuing to support Ben Simmons and being encouraging and, you know, how how they're handling it behind the scenes. And I'm just like, dude, it, it's over with. Like, you have to say that because you're a great teammate and publicly, uh, what else can you say? But that whole situation is going south. Is Ben Simmons ever going to play another game for the Nets? What a disastrous trade that was. Disaster. I mean, Sean Marks has blown he, he's blown it let's be honest so he did a, a great job rebuilding this team but once he had the the success and landed Durant and Irving it's just been a disaster ever since and I was for the the James Harden trade I thought it made a lot of sense and it helped him because when Harden first got here he was great but you know the Simmons trade for Harden that swap didn't work out uh, you know, finding a way to, to, to botch everything that has gone south for this team. It's just, it's maddening if you're a Nets fan. The Ben Simmons, uh, how much more is there to, to say? Like, we got to encourage him. We, we got to, like, I get it. He, he's gone through a lot, but it's time to play basketball, bro. And you just haven't been able to do that. You haven't been able to do that. 800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, Lonnie in Harlem. What's up, Lonnie? 
Ty, what's going on? Chantel, how you doing? Joe Leo, what's going on? First of all, Ty, oh, shout out to the company, of course. Um, yeah, I just called in really, you know, to give you your praise, of course. The dojo's open. It's always good sure. when the dojo's open. And uh, it just, you know, we'll, it'd be a little bit better when we, if we could know, if we could get you more of a stable time, you know, my brother, so that way I don't got to just be running into the laundromat every other <laughs> night washing my gi. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, just wanted to let you know, always talk your talk. Don't let nobody get you down and I like that because, you know, uh, you know, all the calls and stuff like that. But uh, also, now that you was talking about Mikel Bridges, it's funny that you brought that up because I'm sitting over here like, because I had saw him in Soho, like, I don't know, like a while ago, maybe like a month ago. And uh, he actually is, seems like a pretty cool dude. You know, he took the time out to um, actually shoot a video for me, you know, just to shout out the company. And um, it's stuff like that, you know, you know, you could tell, like, if they do little things like that, it's like, yeah, you could tell he's actually a good type of person, a good kid. So he should be a Nick instead of a net. But, we, you know, hopefully maybe. Well, something yeah, like that should, I mean, that's your fault. Yeah, y'all should have drafted him. How about that? Eh, you know, listen, well, it's the Knicks, Ty. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they, they like to make mistakes. But, yeah, man, I just wanted to call in, you know, shout you out. You always put on a good show. Um, and, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. And like I said, just, Appreciate- you know, keep talking your talk, man. Appreciate the love, man, Lonnie. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the call. 800-919-3776. Programming, you know, we will be back tomorrow night filling in for Larry and Gordon, 10 to midnight. So looking forward to doing that. I'm going to the Yankee game first. Yankees-Mets at the stadium. They sit last time out. Another mini little two-game series. I don't like that they've done this to the to the Subway Series. I miss when it was multiple three-game series, the the – the two game sets do nothing for me, but you know I'll be in the stadium tomorrow. We'll see what the buzz is like uh, over in the Bronx between you know the Yankees who are six games above 500 and the Mets who are seven games under, seven and a half back of a playoff spot. So I'm looking forward to that, and then I'll hop in the studio, hop back in the dojo, and we'll kick it with y'all from 10 to midnight right here on 98.7 ESPN in Virginia. Dwayne's hanging on, wants to chime in on the show. What's up, Dwayne? Ty D. Baller, how you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing well, man. Not better that you called. What's up, man? Talk to me. All right. Well, I got a couple things. Like, first of all, shout out, not to the company, but shout out to your producers, except for Joe Leo, because he, he's a no-show. But yeah, shout man. out to Chantel. Shout out to, oh, I'm sorry, Joe. Is he still there? I thought he left. Anyway, yeah, shout out shocking, to Chantel. Right? Like, She's, it's very shocking. I know. I mean, you expect him to be there, right? <laughs> anyway, and shout so, out to she does a great Saquon. job. Oh, she she's the best. Anyway, Saquon, right? He's it's more than six hundred. It's like six twenty five to six forty. He's missing a game, but if he doesn't show up and he misses training camp, he's probably going to miss more than one game. He doesn't get paid for the games that he plays for. He's going to miss. He's only got three three seasons left. He's going to lose twenty five percent. If he doesn't play, and I'm a Giants fan, I know I know you're a Jets guy, you know. But so anyway, but I wanted to touch into something else, if you don't mind. What's up? It's it's a it's a Twilight Zone baseball thing, right? So you remember back in the day where we traded Andrew Miller and Aroldis Chapman to the Cubs? Yes, that was 2016. Yep, it was, and we got Clint Frazier and we got Glaber. And that's our only okay. valuable piece right now. Now, now, what if what if we trade the farm? 
what if we trade Jason Dominguez? We trade Volpe. And maybe, you know, Michael King or Clark Schmidt, because they're going to be looking for a pitcher, just to get Otani on a rental. But then yeah. he re-signs with the Angels, because it's happened, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's man. a Twilight I, I Zone scenario. And I'm not, I'm not even on the Bubons right now, but that's Twilight Zone. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, and I appreciate the call, and I love Dwayne. The Yankees, you know, putting all their eggs in that basket. I forget who it was, but they made the point. You know, you bring Otani here to wine and dine him for two months to, you know, expose him to what life would be like playing for this organization. It could very well turn around and bite because he could decide, yeah, this is not for me. This is not something that I want to do long term. He's going to get a, uh, I mean, a monstrous contract. He starts hearing booze. Yeah, I'm good. I, 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 I don't want to be a part of this because we know how, how hungry this fan base is, and they really have no appetite for patience. And it's been too long. So I, I, I don't see that rental situation happening. The Yankees, you know, are going to be in the, involved in the sweepstakes this next offseason when he becomes a free agent. But I, I think anything short of him promising to re-sign, which he would not do because, you know, why would you do that when you could hit the open market in free agency? Anything short of that spells doom on, you know, them actually acquiring him at the deadline. 800-919-3776. We'll get back to your phone calls to wrap this show. Ty Butler, in for the guys right here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm not even on the Bubons right now. 